Hello and welcome to the Grid Iron Crew podcast, an NFL podcast made in Scotland by NFL lovers. This is the News Crew and I'm your host, Keith McGinty. A week after the 2023 NFL draft, the war room boards have all been wiped clean. The hat cam mirror has been tidied away for another year and Will Levis has the funds from his draft night suit that he returned showing in his bank account. Tonight we'll pour over the biggest picks, surprising dips, and what this means for the Cardinals' first two picks next year. So, in this episode we'll also talk about the latest NFL news, discuss what the draft means for the fortunes of the teams in the NFL, and of course impart superior wisdom to make your friends think you know your stuff with our statistic of the week. Like, subscribe and follow the crew on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch and YouTube. And as always, I'm joined by some of the finest crew members. The Conscious of Cleveland. How y'all doing? It's Brian. How are you doing, Brian? <laughs> I'm, I'm very well. I, mean, I don't know about the voice. I'm on I'm on board with the moniker, but I, I like to think I sound less um, like Watson uh, than that. Uh, but oh, no, no, I am. That was, that was a Cleveland Brown, do you know, a, not a family guy. Ah, do you know, actually, it's certainly taking me a minute to twig. That's been a long, long time since I've watched any family guy. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, mate, I'm good. Uh, coming down off the high of the draft. Um, and yeah, looking forward to chat through all of the reasons why Cleveland are clearly the anointed champions of the North. Um, and Stu can spend a year weeping into his glorious beard. <laughs> Uh, he's got more Jordan love than a sneakers convention. It's Liam. Liam, thanks very much for joining us at the very last minute as well. No, no, thanks for having us, as always. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It's been a, a fun couple of, well, a week. How many weeks? I can't, I've lost track. When was the draft? Was it last weekend or the weekend before? I've lost track already. <laughs> we're a week, we're a week um, post-draft. It was uh, this time last week. We were just getting ready for the, the draft. It's been a whirlwind for yourself, Liam. I can tell, I can tell you're... you're just come to terms with it all. Uh, great to have you aboard, mate. Looking forward to, to chatting with you tonight. It started with Billy Ray Cyrus and a mullet. Now he's the crew's resident cowboy. It's Dan. Dan, how are we doing tonight? I'm good, mate. Yourself? All good. I'm glad to be back. Ah, ah terrific here. Terrific I'm looking forward to seeing our draft rankings for last week. The scores are in. Don't you worry, mate. The scores are here. He thinks he's done well. That's 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 what it is. He's I know, I know, I, already. I know how many I got, but well, uh, falls in Brian's uh, point system. We don't know. Oh, <laughs> very very complex point system. Sub, sub, a subjective system. Yeah. <laughs> From the Bengals big cats to the Bengals big stats, an all round nice nerd. It's do it's do. <laughs> all right, how you doing? <laughs> How are we, my I, friend? I, I, there was a lot week? of alliteration there. That was impressive. Oh, I really enjoyed that. It set me off, put me off a stride there a little bit. But uh, no, I'm I'm doing great here. It's now turned into the hotter than balls season. It's what it's hotter than Lamar's contract. Are the news dropping about that? It's, it's thirty degrees. No way. Here it's thirty degrees. We've got forest fires going up all around about the city, so it's smoky and smells quite good though. It's like a campfire. You've just. You just like got rid of the snow, like no. <laughs> well, that's that's, <laughs> that's, that's why we took to the Christmas lights. That's why we've went <laughs> put them back up. Well, pretty much. Well, I mean, that's why we've went straight into forest fire season. Is uh, we just had everything melted. There's been no rain, and it's just went to instant heat. So, I mean, I guess the plus side that everybody keeps talking about is it means the mosquito season 
it's not going to be anywhere near as bad this year because there's no moisture and all the grasslands have burnt to death. So there'll be nowhere for the mosquitoes to live. Like, <laughs> I think I'd take the mosquitoes, to be honest. <laughs> but anyway, apart from that, it's all good. <laughs> apart from my country being on fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to change the kickoff question to them, but it's more dangerous or more deadly, a midgey or a mosquito. Um, but we do have a kickoff question, and the kickoff question... Quite topical. We had the the draft last week. How long would Will Levis have to have fallen for his girlfriend Gia Duddy to actually have dumped him live on camera? <laughs> Was that not a wee sin for the poor man last week? He's brand new suit, looking all dapper, and then team after team after team passed on someone who was quite highly hyped to go quite high in the the first round, top ten certainly. I think he was. Um, the rumours had been spreading that he might even be going at number two. So, what do we think? How how far would they have fallen before Gia um, had uh, upped and walked out on him? Or do you feel sorry for Will? Dan, I'll come to you first. Do you feel sorry for Will that it, it turned out that way? I'm blaming uh, Stubbs for it after I'm predicting him going to the Colts at four. It's his fault. Uh, it was quite excruciating to, watch, excruciating to watch sometimes. I think the camera just kept going. I mean, you know, when that starts happening, you're like, this isn't going to go well. I, did, I don't know if anybody's seen the video of his, uh, his missus telling him she needed to go for a pee. But well, he can't go because the camera keeps coming. I mean, you need to be sitting beside him. <laughs> she actually clarified that she didn't actually say that. I know the, the, the lip readers there, she said, that can that happen or something like that is what she's trying to say. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. peeing on the couch or, or going to the toilet? <laughs> can that happen? Can, can no, the new cameras suit. will follow you? It's <laughs> <laughs> back to the shop. Don't do it near me. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch much of the draft then last week, then, gents? Brian, what about yourself? Um, uh, do you know what? Maybe, I actually did manage. I, I did manage to get bits. I am on him. Um, I'm, I'm in training. I'm in training. Uh, baby mm-hmm. Donlan's arriving shortly, so I'm uh, I'm getting the late nights in to get myself uh, ready and wearing to act <laughs> under uh, all the sleep-deprived conditions that uh, lay in front of me. Uh, but yeah, no, I managed to watch kind of reasonable chunks of it. Um, obviously, the, the Levis thing will kind of come to it when we talk about our, our mock draft that we had the other week. We thought he would go a wee bit higher than that, but um, I, I don't know. It's one of these hindsight and all the rest of it. If we look back to the reports that were coming out, no, it's not a massive surprise that he fell, um, maybe the depth that he fell is, is the bigger surprise that I'm falling in general. Um, but yeah, well, we'll wait and see. It's, it's the thing, falling's not always a bad thing because you know your situation can improve when you fall. Um, so we just need to wait and see which of these guys makes the best of the, the landing spot they've wound up in. What do you think, Liam? Is it actually knocked it out the park a wee bit, get, going to the Titans? In the second round, quite early in the second round as well. That was nice of them yeah, not to they, leave them hanging too up. long. Yeah, they drafted up to get them, didn't they? But mm-hmm. I do, I do, I do worry about the Titans. I think this season they seem to be like a bit of a rebuild mode. They didn't draft. Well, did they draft a wide receiver in the end? I can't remember. But nowhere high anyway. If they ended up, so they still just got Burks in there, and then was it Conco, the tight end? I think. Um, yeah. And then yeah. if the the older rumours all off season about Henry moving on, maybe, maybe not, but. Surely it's just Henry or bust, really. So for the Titans, so Henry till bust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Henry until until yeah. his knees finally explode. 
Uh, that's a good one. Who's going to explode first, uh, Henry or uh, Josh Jacobs? Who's going to be running into the ground first? I mean, to be honest, like uh, I'm a fan of Josh Jacobs, but I feel like this might be a, a bridge too far. If the if the, Ra- um, if the Raiders haven't like totally addressed the O line situation, then they're just going to run him into the ground. But luckily, Jimmy G's a decent quarterback, uh, so that should kind of help there. You know, he's maybe going to be throwing the ball around a little bit more. Yeah, what was happening last year with Derek Carr, and then once Derek Carr got bumped down the the order a bit, a little bit. But uh, going back to Will Levis, though, um, I think the the Titans is a very good spot for him, and also the other advantage of him going early in the second round is if it does work out for him, uh, he's basically got like a he's a year closer to getting his contract or his bigger mm-hmm. contract, like the way mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts was this year as well, because that's why Hertz has been signed before like Burrow and Herbert and all those other guys, because they technically have another year where they can be extended, which the Bengals have obviously done. They've exercised that fifth-year option, uh, but it's obviously that just because talks are ongoing kind of things, so I expect him to be done soon. But yeah, from Levis's camp, I would still say going high second round, that's still absolutely perfect. That still means you're you're definitely like a top prospect. And the fact yep. that he can sit and learn from Tannehill for a year before he takes over as the starting quarterback for the Titans, that's great. And it also gives them another year to, or another draft next year to see what they can get to improve the situation or, you know, maybe upgrade that O-line a bit, maybe kind of give them an extra weapon or two and uh, just build from there. So I, I think Levis, as much as he fell, I think he's definitely landed on his feet. And the Titans clearly wanted him, which is maybe why there were all the rumours about him going so early, because I think it maybe yes. got out that they were high on him. So everyone's going, oh, they're picking it 11th or whenever it is, so maybe they'll trade up. And in the end, they never picked him first round, so that obviously kind of raised some eyebrows. But they obviously took the risk that after them, you got into that kind of great... Once you hit into the 20s, uh, yeah. you get into that grey zone where there was nobody in that zone that was looking for a quarterback, so he wasn't going to get picked. So the Titans knew that, you know what, we could probably trade up to the top of the second and get our guy. Yeah, I mean, That's Titans, um... Sorry, Keith. We were, the, we were on the same the chat on during the draft. So he got, they got to mid-teens, and you're thinking, yeah, yeah. there's nobody else in this draft the first round that needs a quarterback here. It was maybe, I think, we looked at Washington and maybe Seattle yeah, yeah. were the two teams that were left in the top with 16 to go, and you're thinking, he's... So as much as it might be a bit of a surprise that he fell, when you started looking at the draft order, when he got to that yeah. mid-teens, you thought, he's going to drop here. Mm-hmm. I, thought the myself, I, I thought it was um, the Vikings might have been uh, sniffing about him there, mm-hmm. but they took uh, Addison at yeah. 23. The Which is a good Titans pick. in the first. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The, I like both bearing in mind with Levis, but that might, that might help him long-term. It'll hurt him short-term. The difference in what he's going to bring in, you know, I mean, rookie contracts are always team friendly, you know, I mean, we all know this, but like he's the difference is he's going to come in at what around about nine and a half million. Whereas you compare that to Richardson, who went fourth overall, he's going to come in at around about 34 million. So, you know, I mean, does that mean the Titans can just put more pieces around him to to put him in a better situation longer term that gives him more of an opportunity to, to show what he can do? Although he's older as well at 23, um, the plan for Levis was always going to be that he's still a project. He's not fit, ready to come straight into the, the team to take over. You're just hoping that he's going to get the, the, the time, um, maybe some game time this season to, to actually to show what he can do. So ah, it'll be interesting to see what they do. We are going to move on to the latest news. Not much been happening. I think it's been mostly dominated by the draft, which will 
move on to after the we sweep up the last wee bits of the news. Big one then, let's start with the, well, in the news, um, the Giants uh, general manager was talking about Saquon Barkley, saying how before the draft they'd met with the representatives of Saquon to, to see if there was an appetite for him to take a new contract there with the Giants. Um, what they agreed to do is we'll have a wee discussion after the draft. Um, so it sounds as if it's, it's positive there. Um, I think it's a good spot for him to be. We'd all kind of written him off after these injuries, but then last season they came back with a, an absolute bang. Um, I think it's a, it's a great spot for him to be, and it'll be interesting to see how quickly they can get that deal wrapped up and, and how long for, because the, the Giants are certainly investing in their team. What do you think, Liam? Is it a, a good spot for him to be, or do you think he should really start considering maybe moving on from the Giants? No, I don't. I don't think he should consider moving on. I think he's what a kind of marquee player really is, isn't he? He's um, head of dimes as well, so kind of marquee wise. So it'll be interesting to see. I suppose the RP, the running back market isn't the strongest, shall we say? So it'll be interesting to see what kind of deal we can get out of him. So because he. He kind of deserves it, to be honest with you, doesn't he? So, but kind of touching on other teams doing doing other things. We might touch on later, like the Eagles, how they've kind of addressed their running back room a lot a lot cheaper. Um, so, who knows? But you make sense. He kind of makes sense for the G, the team to come out and say they want to be signing him. It'd be crazy for them to say, to say someone otherwise, wouldn't it? The Brian, Brian, the the Giants don't really have much else then uh, if they're looking for the running room. Um, for the, the new playmakers are you, there. Are you besmirching the name of Matt Breeder? Are you besmirching Matt Breeder? He He's stands them there. Up, I might be trying to sell them in the fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they're, don't be wrong. Are they, I, I, oh, see, Murdo will be a, a resident Giants fan. Will be will be hating me for saying this. I've got a sneaky feeling that the the Giants might be gearing up to do our Raiders and just run Saquon into the ground. And then if he breaks, he breaks. Um, you know, I mean, running backs, it's not a position. He's not going to get bank. He's not going to get a huge, huge deal. And if he does, it'll be very surprising that he gets a huge deal. He is the focal point of that offense. You know, I mean, he is the big, the as Liam says, the marquee player that they have. But he plays in a position that just the league isn't paying anymore. You know what I mean? The, the, at all. Um, so yeah, they're not, they're going to give him something, you know what I mean? They'll, they'll do something to get him to sign up. Um, do they, so he's refused to sign the tag. He's refused to play under the, the franchise tag, which is what their plan was for him. Um, so I don't really know what other flexibility they have. I, I just don't see them giving him a big payday. They'll want to run him into the ground and then take that, you know, if they need to take a spin in the draft next year and they're running back in the second, third, fourth round or whatever, go for it. Um, Saquon, will, he will only have a limited lifespan. You know what I mean? It's, just, it's the nature of the position. Um, and he's already ha- got the injury history that we know he has. You know what I mean? He's got all the talent in the world, but uh, he's, he's not getting paid. No in a big, big way anyway. It's one that will upset think, the Giants fans. But... What do you think, Stu? Is he, is he worth it? Do you think he would be worthwhile like, trying to keep him on? Brian mentioned the, the injury that he had two years ago is um, is that maybe something that will be playing on their mind when it comes to the discussions or is he showing that he's he's brushed that aside last season with uh, his impressive showings? I'll just get his stats up just now. 
Yeah, I mean, I would say in terms of the injuries, as much as obviously one way of looking at it is, oh, he's had a couple of injuries, he's prone. Um, I can't remember what they, they all were because I know one of them was a break, though. So for broken bones, obviously that could happen to anybody. The mm -hmm. other way of looking at the injuries, though, is, you know, it sort of means that he has less wear on other parts of his body that running backs maybe maybe do have traditionally or, or of one that would be of his age. So to me, I kind of look at Barkley and go, well, if he's definitely over the, uh, it was ACL, wasn't it, I think? I think so. When the tendon injuries, well, usually with ACL injuries, once you're a couple of years out from them, you're not going to do it again. Like everything's healed up pretty well. So to yep. me, I actually look up and say, I think he's got another two, three years of being a very like high producing running back. Um, but you know, if, if you're the Giants and you want to protect yourself contract wise, what I could see them doing is finding a way to, and this is obviously where the sticking point is with uh, Barkley and his agent. They'll be trying to find a way to front load it. Um, yeah. So also it means maybe in two years' time, if they cut them, there's not as much dead cap space. Uh, so that's kind of another way of doing it. In terms of the room, though, I actually really like uh, the guy that I was pretty high on, Eric Gray, who mm. they picked in the draft this weekend. And I would say... Fifth round or something, wasn't it? Fifth round. He's he's a guy that could be a potential starter. And I mean, obviously, Barkley's much, you know, has a lot more talent than he does. But I think Eric Gray's maybe going to be a good fallback option or maybe in a couple of years' time. If Barkley does start falling down, he'll be the guy. But I would predict that even by the end of this season, sorry, Keith, uh, Breeders going to be RB3, if anything. <laughs> so, I, th I think Eric Gray's taking his job. So sorry about that. And believe me, I'm absolutely fine with that. <laughs> we've seen that, we saw that with the Seahawks taking Charbonnet um, to give Kenneth mm -hmm. Walker a wee bit of uh, a help, a wee bit of rest, maybe extend his career a wee bit. Saquon actually had one of his best years. This is yeah. his fifth last year was his fifth year, and it was uh, quite reminiscent of his first year. Two hundred ninety-five uh, rushing attempts for thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns, which is similar to his his first year, his breakout year in twenty eighteen with two hundred sixty-one attempts, thirteen hundred yards again, um, but eleven touchdowns. So, I, I really, really back to. True form, you would say, um, last season. So we'll we'll wait and see how um how this season coming will go from. But it'll be interesting to see how the Giants deal with it. I think it would be a, a big plus if they can keep him on. And as you say, crew member uh, Murdo will certainly be be delighted with that. Um, who else have we got? We had the uh, Donovan um to the the Chiefs. Donovan, Dan, you mentioned Donovan that. Smith. Donovan Smith, I forgot to yeah. Smith. And... Donovan Smith, I said. Just, just, Donovan, <laughs> just Donovan, this singer-songwriter Donovan has went to the Chiefs. <laughs> to play, to play a tackle. Jason. <laughs> uh, Kylie Minogue will be singing the anthem before every game. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's to pick them up a one-year deal. Um, they're talking $9 million for the year. I think a lot of that might be incentive-related rather than uh, hard cash. Uh, a Chiefs fan that I know is talking million and a half salary, million signing bonus, the rest incentives, but should it all come out in a, over the next week or so, but they're not expecting it to be a massive amount of upfront cash. Brian, is this a, a good move for the, the Chiefs? Is this, is this a hole that they were, they were needing to plug or...? Oh dear, they've only got this is I'm just looking at their depth chart right now. As far as ESPN's listening at their depth chart, he's he's gonna walk in at starting left tackle. 
So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Nice. It's, it's, a, it's a reasonably tricky game to play without a left tackle. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's it, this is one that's... It, uh, why are you making me say nice things about Kansas? Um, they, they, they've got a front office that knows what they're doing. You know what I mean? They're a really well-run team. Um, you'd be foolish to think that they are going to make anything that's not a, not a reasonable move to protect Pat. So I'm I'm sure it'll be good, and it sickens me to see it. <laughs> that's what we're really needing, Liam. Is just more protection for um, Patrick Mahomes. Eh? That's, that's that's just what the rest of the league needs to hear. You know, just see what else he can do with his, his you know, say down throws. You know, <sighs> um, we'd mentioned um, we're going to move on to the the draft, but something that happened mid draft last week was that the um, the Andre Swift left the Lions to go to the Eagles. Um, is it Rosen, uh, the GM for the, the Eagles, working his magic yet again? Howie. Howie. Howie uh, Rosen. Would you think they're Liam a, a terrific bit of business by the Eagles who not only did they manage to get uh, Swift, but they took, with the, what was it, 11th pick they had? No, 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 they weren't uh, the 11th pick. I think it was the, the, ninth, the ninth, wasn't it? Ten. Yeah, the Eagles were the ninth. They managed to get Jalen Carter, the probably the, the highest thought-off player on the board at that time, with some, maybe some personal issues that have put some suitors off, but that seems a bit unfair, that the Eagles that got to the Super Bowl have strengthened so much already. It's a bit crazy, isn't it? Just all the Georgia defense defense players, just about except for the except for the two in Green Bay, we'll, we'll take those. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but touching on t- touching on Swift, uh, what was it like a twenty twenty five fourth and something else or something that wasn't it the deal? I think it, it, it was. Like, it was yeah, nothing. There was a couple of flip, they flipped picks in a couple of spots, so and then yeah, there was the extra fourth. Uh, and then I was reading apparently, like obviously he's only like one year left, so if he leaves after his year, they basically get a compensatory pick back. Basically, yeah, that yeah. could be up to a fourth. You're like, well, what? <laughs> it only cost it only cost them one point seven million as well. It's like, why didn't any other team think of this? So, <laughs> yeah. Apparently, the the Browns were in on uh, we were. the thing. The thing is, is they didn't have high enough picks to swap at the top end of the the draft. That was the issue, kind yeah. of thing. But the the Browns are obviously looking to replace Hunt. Yeah, with that move, because that would have been DeAndre Swift and uh, Chubb together. But uh, I think he's Swift's landed on his feet. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a cheap way to rebuild the. I was saying, touching earlier, cheap way to get the running back room back up and running. We've got what him and Penny on a cheap deal as well. Okay, both injury prone, but you know, just swap them in and out every six games. Be fine. Surely, surely <laughs> between yeah. them, they can. Surely between them, they can put together a season. Yeah. Surely yeah. between them, they can make like eight games. Have they still got Gainwell or the team? Yeah, yeah, and Boston Scott. And Boston Scott to play against the Giants and t- get all the touchdowns, isn't it? Because they were kind of, because <laughs> as much as Sanders was the main guy there, like they were still kind of rolling in Boston Scott and Gainwell quite often. So yeah. I think you'll probably still see those two are going to be there, and then it'll basically be whoever is not injured out of Swift <laughs> and uh, Penny will be there. So yeah, the Eagles will be fine. <laughs> and, and, and that um, exceptionally that... competitive NFC. <laughs> and, the Eagles, of course, um, they then drafted Jameer Gibbs, Dan, um, and to take the place of DeAndre Swift. Do you think that's the a bit of a The Lions, yeah. Sorry, Lions, not the Lions. Lions. <laughs> the Lions I thought you got another one. Like, <laughs> 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 they're not friends. 
So the Lions just went years old pick. After sending Swift, Jameer Gibbs was brought in as his replacement. Something that you would think that they'd been planning uh, for a wee while. Dan, do you think that's a, a, an inspired move there um, from what you've heard about? I, mean, I, think, I, think looks, I think he looks good, but I think it's a reach at 12. The 12, <laughs> 12 <laughs> Considering how much they've paid David Montgomery, I just pulled David Montgomery's contract up there. He signed 18 million. They paid for him for 11 <laughs> million that guarantees. Yeah, a lot for a running back. I'm, so like, you've David Montgomery who you've paid a, some amount and then you go and pick Gibbs at 12. I think, Stu, I think you were talking uh, maybe the Bengals at, at 28 for Gibbs, or you're kind of looking and at. And I was, I was saying, like, even mm-hmm. that would be, I wasn't really a fan of that move. Like, yeah. I've been hearing a, a lot of that in the ether of, oh, we're looking at him near the end of the first round. And then I'd seen, like, I'd seen him mocked, like, kind of in that sort of 25 and up, like, to low 30s. So I thought, like, yeah. okay, end of the first round, I don't really like the idea of taking a running back. At the end of the first round, even, but I went, Well, he is the second best running back in the draft. But my eyebrows and yours, because we were talking about Jordan yeah. when, it, when it was happening live, I couldn't believe that when Detroit, you know, took him there. I was just like, What are they doing? <laughs> so, so basically, the lines are saying that he is only four picks behind Bijan. That's crazy. Was there not some chat that they thought they would have they said came out and said they'd take him ahead of Bijan? I'm sure there was some weird. What? They had him. They well. said they said some they had him top of their board. They said Gibbs was the guy that was really? top of their board. Probably because they were expecting Bijan to still be there when he came on the clock. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's that's like when you do something really really daft and you're proven to have done something. Like, oh no, I meant it. That was damn <laughs> meant. I really meant that the whole time. It was yeah, I think it's a massive, massive reach. And we know Brian doesn't like running backs going in the first round. No. But Bijan, you can understand going. But Bijan, I get it, yeah. yeah. It's a massive, massive reach. Absolutely, I think. So, um, gentlemen, I'd, first of all, I should have said thanks very much to Brian for last week's uh, standing in for me. Um, did a terrific job hosting the past couple of weeks. So, thanks very much, Brian. Um, but I've got to say, I was very impressed with your draft for the first 10 last week. And Brian's going to give us our, our ratings to see how close he's were to the actual real draft that, that happened. It was great listening back and after the draft had happened. I, I'm looking forward to seeing how you have scored here. So, Brian, over to you. <laughs> oh, we, we were good. We were like, I'm actually genuinely quite impressed that we were we were like pretty on point. So, I'm not going to run back through it because, as I say, my master plan with that draft to actually have us do it like a draft failed miserably. We never explained that. We just started. 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 We no, um, right, so, the one you blew up in the second pick, it just threw I, the draft off. <laughs> well, I, none of I, us, none of us called the Texans insanity, and <laughs> yeah. nobody seen that one coming. Yeah. Um, but so what I did, I, so I went back over it and I, I had a look at all the picks that we made. I've, I've scored this gentleman. There are there are scores, Ooh. so everybody likes a score. So the way that it works is if you got your now, we're, we're not worrying about the, the the trades so much. It's more just about getting players in their draft spot. Like, yeah. So if you got a player and you got the spot bob on, you get a point. If you got a player correct but out of out of spot, you get half a point and you get nothing for a miss. 
And a special mention to me because somehow when I was hosting it, I was a tit and I forgot to make two picks. Uh, so <laughs> so when we when we score this at the end, my percentages look a bit more favourable than they actually are. Uh, because I'm only percenting myself out of eight <laughs> as opposed to ten. <laughs> so, cheat. Uh, so, some might call this cheating. Call I Brown. call this, Brown, I, yeah, I Brown. call this ensuring sporting integrity. Um, so, the, in, in last place, in last place, with 3.5 points, or a 35% total, was Studs, who got one hit, with uh, as we all got, we all got the same one. That's hit. why he's There's, no heel tonight. Uh, <laughs> young, we all called Bryce. Nobody was surprised at Bryce going yeah. off the board. Um, the then Studs had another five hits and he had four misses. Big misses. Um, again, I, I share this one with him. Uh, we both called Will Levis. Uh, a couple of us called Gonzalez to go in the uh, top yeah. ten, and then mm-hmm. up there again with Nolan Smith and Skaronski. Uh, well, well, the ones that were were we misses. Um, coming coming in a second because. This gives it away a wee bit. Is it was it that we didn't have one winner? Second place for myself with my um, slightly artificial uh, inflation of my score um, because I also got three point five points, but because should, I'm only scoring myself, because I'm scoring myself at eight. No, well, me, me and Stud's technically at the same score, but I'm only I'm saying he get three point five out of ten. I get three point five out of eight. eight. So nearly fifty percent. Nearly fifty percent. Yeah, my only two whiffs were uh, well, Will Levis and Skaronski, and then gentlemen, gentlemen, the pair of you, Ichi Peachy, with five points apiece, as he's both got Bryce Young, Bob on, and you both got Richardson going at four, the big controversial one. Um and then I then he's both whiffed on you only had Perry's only had two whiffs in the top ten. You got all all eight other players you got. Uh Dan, you called Gonzalez and Van Ness going in the top ten. They obviously didn't. Uh, and Stu for yourself, it was Skronsky and Smith. Uh so yes, well, well done, gentlemen. You have a uh, grid iron crew draft champions. Um, you can get a, a, a bag of dollar yes. mixtures that you can share or something. Yes, like massive birds, man. Like we we kind of <laughs> sort of know the top ten better. We obviously did our research a bit better yeah, that's before it. I put it down to that. And I de- and the reason Brian only did his out of eight was probably because of me derailing the the draft by immediately throwing in a trade. <laughs> what did you say? You missed Brian. Was it seven and? Seven and seven and eight. So yeah. I, I, yeah, the the the, the Raiders and the the Falcons. I was just right. just moved on because well, to be you fair, you still get your notes. If you not, who did you have? Uh, to be fair, I had with the Falcons. I bottled it because I genuinely thought the Falcons would trade out. I didn't see the Falcons making a pick at all. Oh, I thought they would. Okay. I thought yeah. they would just trade back. Um, Raiders. Uh, I think I basically just had them going best player available. I really had no idea. Raiders have Raiders have got literally <laughs> like needs all. Like, <laughs> <laughs> positions of strength non-applicable well, Jimmy uh, G, Jacobs <laughs> Breakups uh, Breakups, that's, that's more accurate um, Oh hang on, so a bit of breaking bit of breaking news boys um, as it's mm-hmm. just, just appeared here uh, Dexter Lawrence has just agreed a four year 90 million contract with the Giants 60 million Ooh. guaranteed Okay so he's done, does that mean so he's signed going to get up. done next? Yeah well, that's a good move. Lawrence is a good player. Dan, how do you feel about that? Uh, Your division. I know. Yeah. Uh, I think it, the Giants are kind of stuffed. I think the Giants are a bit in transition. 
Um, one of my best mates is a Giants fan, and he's not even massively sold on Daniel Jones as a future franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, I, out of the, I don't think the, the Giants are our biggest worry in the NFC, so we'll see. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Do, do you think, like, this is me just trying to vein on the Giants parades? Uh, so th- I'm sorry to all the Giants fans out there. If Dable was to get another job somewhere else, like if he, if somebody, a, a more glamorous team kind of drew his attention, do you think that the Giants' entire franchise basically just collapses in on itself like a deck of cards? Yes. Certainly seems to, he's arrived, he's arrived and everything works. Before well, he, he was here, it was an absolute fire. He took yeah. everybody with him as well, didn't he? So they would all go again. His whole, the whole team would just <laughs> the whole coaching team. he brought all his players and all his coaches in with him. Mm. Where would they likely go, though? He seems to does he seem to be something that happens in the NFL that, that true. players that coaches are poached as, as regularly as the football yeah, that we watch. Point, actually, on top of that. Yeah, I don't. If you look at the big the teams that are highly performing and ones that you would say would move to ahead of the Giants, they've all, they're all got set with their head coaches. I mean, yeah, uh, it would take um, a retirement of you know like a Bill a Reed. Bill, well, I mean, yeah. would you go to the pass yeah. from the Giants? I don't know if I would. I mean, maybe I'm just being too anti-New England here, but I just I feel Giants like... Giants seem like they're on the way up. New York, New York Giants yeah. is a big name. You know, I know the Pats uh, are obviously a big name team now, but the G-Men have a lot more history about them. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. yeah it's an interesting one. Yeah, definitely, I mean, I don't think Mike McCarthy's got long left to us, but I don't think... That's a, I don't think sort of dab or something that we would go for. But obviously, in, in division and all that, that sort of stuff, but I don't think... Yeah, it's a whole other um, I don't think he's the type of person we would go for. Maybe he's the type of person that could finally get the best out of Dak. I was hoping we were going to get Sean for that. <laughs> but that's not going to happen. I mean, that would be, have been my first choice. Um, what happens after sure. that? Dave Ball's good. He's no Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gentlemen, we will move on to our discussion then about the, the, the draft that was an uh, exciting couple of days watching it. Um how would you approach it, right? So, say you've got the ticket, you're allowed to come out and introduce it for your team. Would you go absolutely mental like some of them, or would you be going a wee bit of class and a wee bit of thing? Or would you go for a really snide dig at your your opponents? I'd, I'd be yeah. older Pearson every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, I think the Bengals. Um, I forgot his name, but fan of the year, uh, the the Bengals super fan. That was a shoot and a half. Or the guy that made the pick in the second round when he came out and he did the the coin toss in Kansas City. I was just like, this is perfect. Like, get, get right up the court there. You take your moment. Because apparently their speeches are kind of vetted before they get out there. And oh, then just, yeah. They just go, they some, some people go out and they just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> go hard left and go, nah, this is what I'm really going to say, kind of thing. So, uh, no, I, I really enjoyed that. I thought, because he never, you know, he didn't swear or anything like that. And that's the... As long as you're not saying anything that isn't child appropriate, why not have a bit of fun and uh, you know right. have a dig? <laughs> I quite like the the Bills guy that um, get absolutely thrown into the, the the Kansas City Chiefs fans that were there. Aye. Um, <laughs> aye, he was terrific. He, he was just good. went maximum energy. Aye, yeah, he was. Did you see the Falcons fan? Yeah, the Falcons one. I was going to say that. Say that, that was a good one. The twenty eight. <laughs> with the Falcons logo over it, with an old WWE heavyweight title with ATL spray painted on it, like WWE <laughs> style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the one who got heckled. He's, got, he's the one who got heckled, wasn't he? The twenty eight yeah. as well, wasn't he? Uh, I think I saw the heckled in twenty eight years. So yeah. 
But his yeah. reply was pretty good. He's like, oh, yeah, for the first time I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, the weed, um, uh, the, the, the Jets boy, he was great, you know, the wee kid. Was ah, he, was ah, he was good. He was good. I loved him. I was, I, I'm a kind of sucker for a, you know, a sort Getting of survivor. A Wayne and also like a kind of survivor story. Well, yeah. Like that as yeah. well. So absolutely. I thought he was absolutely class though. Right. Falcons, the first round draft, they fought the Falcons as well. The young boy had done that as well. Aye. I've seen a video at Bijan phoned him the other day and offered them tickets to a game. We've got to fly his family and everything to a game. Class. Class. The, the, NFL does that so well. The pageantry with all their military stuff they've they've got a weird fascination with, but they do it so well, especially when it comes to the, the unearned, like the the wee kids that like as you say with the survivor stories and people that are um, I, I liked the one last season was it the was it the Ravens that had one of their fans had um, passed away and they had their name in the end zone. Yeah. Aye, uh, that was, that a, was there was a good couple of weeks they did that. Yeah, yeah, aye, absolutely class, absolutely class. So, um, a record um draft for the number of quarterbacks drafted. There was fourteen in total drafted. Um, there was new records set for the number of trades during the draft, and the running backs were devalued no longer. What did you make of this year's um draft, then, gentlemen? Um, Dan, I'll come to you first. Yeah, I mean, I, I've stayed up and watched the first round. It means to sat and watch the whole first round, and uh, I enjoyed watching. I watched the last year's first round, but I was kind of I wasn't massive into it. This year, I was more into it. Obviously, we involved you guys and paying more attention to what was going on. So, mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. I kind of dipped in and out of the the later rounds um, through work and stuff like that. But yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think it's a great thing all around the draft. Um, and I, I really enjoyed watching it this year. What about yourself, Brian? Did you catch much of it? Big, uh, it's a, not as much as I would like. Time difference is obviously the big challenge for us. Um, but you know, we caught big chunks here, um, and it's it's one of the things. I and I, I wish it would work for like more sport. I obviously understand why it doesn't. I love the draft as a concept. I think it's mm-hmm. brilliant. The whole notion that you know, what I mean, th- theoretically, the the poorest teams get the the crack at the best emerging talent. Just is is a notion is fantastic. Um, and as you say, you get the, the, the pageantry with it. You know what I mean? You've got the boys sat in the green room and you get to, you know, watch Will Levis gets more and more and more nervous as the evening goes on. Um, <laughs> but no, I think all of that's fantastic. Um, and as you say, you get, you know, all this all the stories about these guys as well. And then, well, as you say, the record-setting amount of trades, the the drama, like, I don't know who was it, somebody was saying that Pelisaro called it nonsense. Um, nobody called that Texans trade. There is nobody out there who called the Texans uh, getting those trades in to get the, the number two and three picks in. That's just the, the drama of things like that. It's just brilliant. And for something that shouldn't be good TV, it's amazing TV. Now you think of what it is, and you're like, really? We're going to watch them pick, pick people. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like what, what, is, what is this? Like the start of PE for the 80s? Uh, <laughs> it's brilliant. It's so entertaining. Stu, do you think it's something we should uh, adopt into our football and in, in the, the Scottish Premiership? Straight to the Comalnook fan. Um, yeah, obviously. I first overall. Well, I mean, I don't know. You need to take the whole thing into kind of consideration. Then uh, I would love to say yes because uh, you know, obviously, I follow the like I'm in Canada, so I follow the NHL and. 
one of the first years I was here uh, for the NHL, they actually do a draft lottery. So it ends mm -hmm. up like any team that finishes in the bottom half, um, they have different odds. Like obviously if you're last place in the league, your odds of getting the first overall pick are way higher than like, even second bottom. And, you know, it goes all the way up. Um, but the, one of the first years I was here, uh, Edmund Oilers won the draft lottery. They weren't last in the league. I think they were third last that year. Um, but they, mm -hmm. they won the lottery and they got Connor McDavid, who is easily one of the best players that's ever played. Uh, and that's, you know, they're now at a stage some seven years later where they're finally they're looking at they might be able to win the cup because I've built the team up around him like over the years since. But it's just, it's nice to be able to watch you know, that growth, if teams do it right, because you can still, yeah. even if you're picking high, you can still pick the wrong guy and then screw up or injuries happen and things get derailed. But the problem is for Scottish football or football in general, you, I don't know, with the current system, how do you make it work? You'd have to tear the whole thing down and restart can it and then have profit sharing. And I mean, would you really have Rangers wanting to share their money with Comalnock or Aberdeen? Oh, right. Rangers have money. To, to <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> There's too much socialism in the NFL. That's that's what it is. <laughs> socialism, but apart from for the owners, <laughs> you just got all the money. But you know what I mean. Like sporting wise, there's socialism. I guess. Like yeah, it would be Liam, lovely. Um, Liam, the what was the biggest surprise then for you? Was it was it Levis falling so much, or was it the the Texans with that trade up to the? Get the the second was it second pick they got as well. They had the second and traded up for the third. Third, so second for the third. That's right. That was like, that was um, a, a, a crazy move. But well, Cardinals did all right. But they were they were kind of restack their their draft picks for yeah. the next next few seasons. But I think, I think the first, yeah. Sorry. The, the, sorry, the Cardinals have got um, the Texans first next year, and if the, the projections are to, to go by, they could be picking 1-2 next yep. year. That's <laughs> crazy to think. Yeah. Crazy to think. That. Sorry, Liam, on you go. No, I was just going to say, I think we touched on, I think, the craziest, well, what seemed the craziest pick, time will tell, was uh, Gibbs to the Lions. It's uh, um, so high. Again, I didn't see that coming either. Um, but I suppose, like, like in the draft, you can you, time will tell. You can take all the picks you want, take the highest, the highest best player on the board, and it might not work out. So we shall see. See who's right in the end. Liam, do you know what I thought you were going to say? Actually, is your biggest shock of the draft? I thought you were going to say Green Bay picking a load of weapons, like drafting wide receivers <laughs> and things like that for Jordan Love after years of going, no, Aaron Rodgers, you're not getting a thing. <laughs> Well, it's all right. We just we just shifted a whole uh, wide receiver room to the Jets anyway, so it's fine. Literally <laughs> <laughs> the whole room. Randall did Cobb. Did you sell them the actual room? Like, did you say, like, I'm, I'm imagining like the wallpaper, the, <laughs> stuff it's, the wee pictures have got up a whole bit, man. Do you know what? See, um, one thing with the Lions, you need to look at like the, the Lions draft. The Lions had a really good draft. They just didn't draft any of the players at the times anybody would have thought they should be drafted. Yeah. But you look back on it, you go, that's a solid haul of talent. Just no idea why they came in that particular bloody off. I don't know. I, I still think, like, the, the second pick as well, because I'm just looking at, yeah, Jack Campbell. Jack Campbell. 18, I, yeah. I don't think that was a good pick either. Like, I thought, I was sitting like, this is a reach. Well, yeah. considering, yeah, because who then Pittsburgh get Cansey, who was projected to go pretty damn high. Then GSN was sitting there for Seattle, so they took him. That and then oh, I start running wide receivers, but it's kind of like you know, I thought, oh, Deontay Banks or something like that, maybe they'll go for him. 
But instead, they took Jack Campbell, and it's like, well, trade down because somebody will surely trade up to get one of those other, like either a tackle or one of the wide receivers or a cornerback or somebody that's sitting in there. So I don't know, like weird, weird, weird decision to take Campbell as well. What's that? Nolan Smith was still sitting there. That's right. No one's, yeah, because who did? Yeah, Nolan Smith went to. That was the, yeah. th- the thing. Like, if you're going to go linebacker, why did they go for Campbell when Smith was still there? And then Smith ended up falling all the way to the end of the, the first round to the Eagles, who that was part of their, oh, we're going to just take all the best players. Because didn't they get um, Adeboari as well? Yeah. yeah. He was a guy I had I'd mocked him to early second, mid second, and he ended up going dropping like what all the way to the, the fourth. Yeah, like, like, yeah. And the Eagles took over. Like, why are we letting them do this? It's <laughs> <laughs> so as if everybody were the Eagles. Who are you taking? I don't know why he went to the. I don't know why he went to the Colts. Why do you go to the Colts? Ah, I, I was. I was, I was, I was raging. I, I wanted that. They, they yeah. took him one. Uh, one. Pick one pick before the Browns. I was like. Oh, that would be ideal. There was, we could there was really somebody else. Yeah, it's, it's left my brain. But there was somebody else that fell to the Eagles, and I sat there going, "How has this Ringo. happened?" Yeah, Ringo, I mean, yeah, yeah, I met been Ringo. Yeah, it was Ringo because he was really late compared to. He went there. He went one hundred five overall, so he went at the top of the fourth. And also, which again, like, as for him, was late. Just while I remember on cornerbacks, this is something I wanted to bring up. I would hmm. like to. Uh, I would like to point out that the the guy that I'm I kind of said maybe the Bengals would look at at 28th overall, Emmanuel Forbes. That remember you were making fun of him, Brian, for being a bit yeah, skinny. He went he went 16th overall to Washington. Yeah. So there you go. He was kind of pretty highly. He went before. You can go there and be yeah, skinny. He went before Christian Gonzalez. <laughs> but it's Washington. I know it's Washington, but it's still a case of they obviously, you know, I would say he had first round value is my point. And I mean, I still think he should have been towards the end of the, the first round, but it's amazing he went one pick before Gonzalez, who the Pats got. <laughs> How would you rate the Bengals draft overall then, Stu? A solid A, to be honest. Like, not an A, plus, but I would say it's an A. Um, I like the fact that we actually stuck to a plan of just taking guys who were the best players available, um, regardless of going, oh, well, you know, we need a tight end, so let's, when we get to 28, let's reach on somebody. Like, uh, because we took um, one of the uh, bespectacled uh, defensive tackles I was a fan of before the draft. We ended up took Miles, uh, Miles Murphy there. So I was kind of pretty pleased with that one. And then it was slightly a surprise to me at first when we took Jordan Battle. But I had him rated as, like, you know, one of the better safeties in the class. I thought, oh, that's odd because, you know, we took Dax Hill first round last year and we just signed um, that boy from the Rams. Uh, I forgot his name right now. Uh, so I thought, well, it's odd that we're taking another safety. But the thing I was reading about later on in the day was every single one of our safeties – and also cornerbacks, with maybe the exception of uh, Hilton, they've all spent time playing cornerback or safety as well. So we can now. Well, Anurimo loves that, like mad scientist, move people around, flip them all around things. So, but now it's like a we literally have guys that if somebody gets injured, say you can flip Dax Hill over to cornerback because oh, yeah, he was doing yeah. it this season. So you know, so mm-hmm. I like that. Then the later round picks, yeah, it was all about. Um, we obviously kind of took some because uh, we took Chris Young. He looks like a really good receiver. I think that's probably the succession plan for Tyler Boyd because he's turning thirty this year. 
Um, and Chris Young's lightning quick, looks a good slot receiver. And then the later stuff, yeah, we took a Canadian. We took one of the twins, Chase Brown. So that was probably one of my highlights of the draft was a <laughs> Canadian running back who I had rated pretty highly. And we managed to wait and get him in the fifth as well. So that was a that was a pleasant surprise. So I was I was a big fan of big fan of that one. Um you we, didn't get Lumpkins to you didn't get Lumpkin. Well, yeah J- Johnny Lumpkin. Yeah he was my undrafted free agent target because I mainly because <laughs> of the name. Um I love so so Tom Bombadil in Lord of the Rings the book not in the movie his pony is called Fatty Lumpkin, oh, Fatty Lumpkin. And I, just, I love the fact that there was a player called Johnny Lumpkin but he was the single biggest even bigger than uh, Washington the biggest and heaviest tight end available in the draft he's apparently not very good at catching but that doesn't matter because he's basically just an extra offensive lineman and okay. I kind of was like ah, just bring him in and you know give him a, a try out and if he works out great but he went to the, the pass so not pleased about that, but no, no, overall, A+, plus, or not A+, plus, A, I'll give us an A. A. Liam, yep. what about yourself? How did the, you think the, the Packers did? Round one, you'd Lucas Van Ness, two, Luke Musgrave, a tight end from Oregon State, Jaden Reed, wide receiver, Tucker Craft, tight end in the third round. Um, what about yourself? What did you, uh, what did you rate? I thought I thought we did pretty well in the draft. I think we moved around a wee bit, and overall, we, as you say, Stu touched on we we got we doubled down in the tight ends, which we needed, um, and they looked both promising. Well, on paper and and some bit of film, quite promising <laughs> up and coming players. So, yeah, I quite liked it. Um, and like Van Ness in the first round, kind of typical Packers pick. Like his his nickname Hercules, that can only go well, can't it? So um, we'll take that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I suppose there were some odd picks in there. A wee bit like we took Sean Clifford, quarterback, quite early. I think he was like predicted to go undrafted, but but he he bet out uh, Will Levis in Penn State. I think so. Must have done something right. So, um, yeah. but no, I was quite pleased overall. I thought we got some late wide receivers as well. So, and another guy looks quite good as Brooks, uh, defensive tackle. I think he looks like a bit of a. Mm-hmm. I still mm-hmm. think he was in the fifth. It's a fifth of the sixth. I think he was. So yeah, yeah. I think overall a, a B plus A minus. I'd probably say I'm quite happy. And, and look, Van Ness's dad had a great draft night. He <laughs> 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 was getting a bit, bit handsy with a bit handsy with a, with, with his darling son's uh, other half caught on camera. <laughs> what about yourself, Dan? Mazzy Smith in the first round. Uh, Luke Schoonmaker in the second. Um, got a linebacker in the third, uh, Vilaime, Fihoko, the edge in the fourth round. Happy with you? Oh, oh, of course, we have to mention the sixth mm-hmm. round, yeah, uh, pick number around. 212. Deuce yeah. Vaughn got the phone call from his dad. That was just a little bit of the mm-hmm. magic of the NFL, right there, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, I'll, I'll start. I'll start with talking about that. That was that was phenomenal. I mean, I don't know if you've you seen all the videos. Have you seen the video of his dad talking to him outside the room? Mm-hmm. And you're just thinking, and you're just like the poor boy's apologising to his dad for not being drafted. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and then he walks back into the room, and Jerry Jones says to him, "There you go. There's a the draft pick." Um, but I've just, I've just literally, I'll, we'll talk about the rest of it. But I've just looked at Vaughn's stats just while we're waiting there. In mm-hmm. the last two years, he's got the most scrimmage yard. In college football, from a running back position, yeah, yeah, Dan, mm-hmm. I had I had him mocked kind of a lot higher than he went as well, especially because yeah, this year's uh, it was obviously flush with running backs, but um, there was a few that went before him that 
I rated him higher than yeah. if that makes sense. So yeah, you've you've got a good one there. Yeah. Vaughn, because Vaughn's total scrimmage yards was four eight eight four and Bijon was four two one five. A massive difference. He's got an uh, eleven yards average receiving for a running back. Yeah, that's huge. That's Which is um, nutty. That's like nutty. And you think that? Yeah, that's the thing. Is like Pollard also has that kind of dual threat ability. Yeah. So now you have two of them. Yeah, <laughs> kind of thing. So oh my dynamic. god, they've got two of them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously we've always had Elliot there as uh, now we can be a power back rather than your first choice. But we're now looking at we've got a lot of flexibility running back now. They all seem mm-hmm. to be both dual threat. We don't really have that potential. We'll still pick someone up that's going to give us that kind of third down, one yeah, yard, two yard running. I mean, um, but overall, I'm happy with, with with our draft. I think was it a bit of smoking mirrors at the tight end that made partly we wanted Mazzy Smith the whole time, mm-hmm. um, but would be forced they would be forced the Bills to trade up just to get Kincaid ahead of us. Um, looking at the other ones, should make a new maybe the tight end. Bit of chat, he might have been a reach when we took him, but we, we don't know. I think we got to the point where he was the only good tight end left, and we thought, well, we need one, we, we better just take him because he's there. Mm-hmm. Um, over Sean, potential there at the linebacker. Um, Fihoko, I think, will be a good pick up for us. I think, I think he'll do well. He's already come out to the department, we've told him to bulk up a wee bit so he can play tackle a bit as well as defensive mm-hmm. end. And uh, Eric Scott as well, I think, with Dan Quinn being there, I think Eric Scott could kind of get more consistency and improve his game a bit under Dan Quinn as well. So I think, I think overall, I'm not going to give us a, a rating because I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm happy with it. Um, Brian, the Cleveland Browns took, who did they take in the first round? Oh no, hold on, wait. Oh, who, who did they get in the second this round? Is why you've, this is why you've given me last. <laughs> I don't know what they were doing the draft board as well. Considering you didn't pick until the 73rd pick and when you got Cedric Tillman, a wide receiver for Tennessee, which is actually one of the, the, the fine, fine picks uh, of your, your team. Yeah, Tillman, we, Tillman it, uh, it was 74. 74 was our, our first in the clock and we get Tillman, which I was delighted with. Um it, <laughs> Our draft was okay. Yeah, I think that's kind of the fairest evaluation I can give of the Browns, but uh, the the Browns draft. My big, like, I'm happy with like, everybody we got. I don't look at any of the players we got and went, "Why have we drafted somebody there?" You know, what I mean, with lots of kind of different positions I need and stuff. We didn't address mm-hmm. areas that I really think we needed to. You know, what I mean, the secondary is still a worry. Um, yeah, we picked up uh, Cameron Mitchell, uh, cornerback, uh, in the seventh, but. We need more help at linebacker. We need help at safety. So I don't know if there's plans afoot to try and address that through, you know, picking up free agents or, or, or what have you. Um, yes, we absolutely needed to go and get somebody else for the wide receiver room. Grabbing Tillman looks like a brilliant pick. Um, you know, I mean, he'll be cheap coming in the third round or the rest of it. So it's fine. We can experiment with him. Um, Siaki Ika, um, who we got in the third, the big defensive tackle at a Baylor. Uh, is brilliant, looks like an absolute player. And again, we, we need help on the line. Um I you know the I think we've kind of we, we've went with what a lot of teams seem to have been doing this year, and we have just kind of went best player available. We've not went out of our way to say like we need somebody at edge, so we're just gonna take the best edge and leave these other guys on the board, which yeah, it's kind of the way of the league is probably the way that, that drafts will be hey. ran for the future, and it's there is merit to it. Hey, Brian. I, I do worry about some of our holes, but 
Brian, I was going to say, I was just quickly uh, looking up um, the PFF draft ranking and uh, just our, I found like just our top 10 ranking of teams. So they actually have the Cleveland Browns at eighth best yeah. draft, the, you know, over overall. So I know you were saying like, ah, it was just okay. Kind of thing, but I think you, well, to me, I thought you did very well. And it was just through what you said, take, taking best player available. As... And considering you didn't take to the, the third round, I think you've done mm-hmm. excellent work. And yeah, as a rival team, so well done. To, to, to wind it up, you know what I mean? The, and it's where I get PFF, but it's where I think some of the, the stats that come yeah. out of that can be a bit misleading. Because the way a lot of they do it is that they look at their project or the consensus projections and how many did you get ahead? Well, after when they would have went or should have went off the board yeah. and we've done well by that regard um but as i say well there's work to be done in free agency um i think to, to round the team out but that's the same for everybody fantastic um, I do yeah, for myself, it... yeah for myself the seahawks i'm absolutely delighted to david witherspoon that sounds like a, a total pete carroll um pick um somebody that's it's a clever guy that getting real um competition uh, cornerback, um, especially after I was listening to one of our podcasts today, and they were talking about the the defeat to the 49ers, and that was where we were really, really struggling. So it looks as if I've filled a, a, a need there. But for myself, I'm delighted that we've went out and got Jackson Smith and Jigba. Oh, I think that's, that's so jealous of that pick. That's terrific, such a good pick. terrific. Absolutely delighted with that. Derek Hall, great, but Zach Charbonnet as well. We bit. We're bit happy with, with that one. As you say, it takes a wee bit of pressure off Kenneth Walker. Um, he was injured a wee bit at last season, his first full season in the NFL. So I think we've got a talent there and somebody that can lighten the load a wee bit for him there. Absolutely delighted with that. So, yeah. I, I just um, love how you upset every fantasy Seahawks. football player. I just, I, I just love how you've upset <laughs> everybody that plays fantasy football. So just went, that's Kenny Walker's value and Charbonnet's values. Both hit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, we were talking about during the draft. It's the difference yeah. between real football and fantasy football. Yeah, that yeah. was a fantastic real football draft pick, but it tanks fantasy so hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, guys, we're going to be finishing up just now. So before we go, though, we have to, of course, get our statistic of the week. And over to you, Stu, for you to impart your, your fine knowledge upon us. Okay, statistic of the week. So it's a kind of simple one this week, again, and related to the draft. So this year, in the 2023 draft, was the re- or the record was set for most Canadian players or Canadian-born players selected <laughs> with five overall, <laughs> up from the previous record of four, which was set in 2021. But yeah, we had... Uh, First guy that went was Matthew Bergeron, who is absolutely outstanding. He's a, what a Canadian tackle. Name. Matthew Bergeron. Yeah, he's known he's as the, uh, like, what's he called? The Victoriaville uh, Bulldozer or something like that, I think they call him. So he's, like a Maple Leaf buffmark. Probably. But anyway, so he's a, I think the Falcons are listing him as a guard for now, but he's a, a left tackle, uh, but he can obviously play across the line. Excellent in uh, run blocking. So with them taking Bijan, uh, Bijan as well, I think that's going to work out pretty well for Atlanta, and they're a team that likes running the ball anyway, so he's going to fit in perfectly. After that, you had the first of the twins, Sidney Brown, he's a safety, and he went to the Eagles, so again, perfect landing spot for him. Um, Saidi Sow, he went to the Pats, I think, yeah, New England Patriots, 
Then Tavius Robinson from the University of Guelph, he went to the Baltimore Ravens. He's an edge rusher. So again, another mm-hmm. good landing spot for him. And then, of course, uh, my Cincinnati Bengals taking Sydney's identical twin brother who plays at running back instead of safety for some reason. Um, so he, which is interesting when you consider their twins. You go like, would you not think you would probably end up playing you know, similar positions. Anywho, I call her. But anywho, he's playing running back for us, so he's. Uh, he does it. Growing up, they had to play against each other in these back. There you are. Uh, the but you would think the chase would be a you know at least be a wide receiver then or something like that. Although he is actually very good at receiving and running with the ball. So I mean, maybe you know, maybe maybe we'll turn him into a slot, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, there you go. Yeah, five Canadians drafted, and uh, they've all landed in pretty much apart from the Pats. They've all kind of landed in competing teams although like Atlanta I would say are competing just because of the division they're in yeah. <laughs> like running the ball and now they're Bijan so competing in the loosest of you, all terms yeah. <laughs> you've got to keep this up we'll be getting sponsored by Canadian Club by the end of the year this is we could do our CFL draft uh, episode in a few days uh, I should say Chase Brown was yes. also drafted by uh, the Montreal Alouettes as well yesterday or two days ago. So he's been drafted by two teams, so get that right up you, Brian. How many teams have you been drafted by? (laughs) (laughs) Magnificent. None that are aware of it. (laughs) Guys, this has been absolutely fantastic. Thank you very much for joining us. Liam, thank you very much. No, thank you as always. It's been a pleasure. Dan, been terrific again, mate. Thank you. Yeah, thanks again, guys. Uh, Brian, all the very best with the upcoming birth of the little one. Hope everything goes well for the, the family, mate. Morning paternity leave. Aye. Thank you very much. It's been a, been a pleasure. Get, four weeks we get now. It's magnificent. I'm going to be looking into this because I'm genuinely Brian thinking I'm shocked. too. I'm <laughs> genuinely shocked. Yes, this is something Brian's going to be taking this up with the legal team. No, oh, I've got four. I've got four. Anyway, it's the gentleman as always. Thanks very much, mate. Thank you. No, thanks for having me on again. And it's been a delight as always. Fantastic. Uh, I've been Keith McGinty, and as always, if you want, have enjoyed listening to the crew, you can get in touch on Twitter, Twitch, Instagram, Facebook. Find us there. Search Gridiron Crew, and we'll be back next week to have a wee look at some more news that's happening in the NFL. And we've got another what six months to go till September. So it's getting quite closer and closer, but. The long, long dark nights are, are behind us. The short dark nights it's, are ahead. It's only four months. Four months. Four months. There we go. There you it's go. Flying in. <laughs> it's flying. Flying. Two months already. <laughs> but listen, the crew. We'll see you through it. Thanks very much for listening. We'll speak to you next week. Mm-hmm.